Hello to my audience, Everything Acting Podcast, everyone out there at IROS. I am sitting here with veteran stage, film, and recording artist, Charles Weldon. Um, welcome to the show, Charles. <laughs> recording artist, huh? Well, that was one of the first things you told me about yourself, and it just really, you know, made me happy because um, we're sharing the stage in our understudy rehearsals here at... at um, at uh, the Signature Theater, and you had to play the piano and sing a song. And I was supposed to be in character or whatever. And I started listening to this man's voice. I was like, God, he sounds good. I started tapping my feet. I said, look at his falsetto. He's so bluesy. And then I told him, and then you told me you were a recording artist. So Well, I, I was, yeah, I was. Uh-huh. That's how you started? Tell us how you started in show business. I started in show business as a singer uh, with a group called the Paradons. And, uh, and uh, when I was still a baby in 1961, <laughs> we had uh, the number one record uh, called Diamonds and Pearls. Mm. And uh, it was, uh, it went gold. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that must have been a great time. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. You mm -hmm. know, I was a little backwoods kid out of uh, Bakersfield, California. We all were. Mm -hmm. It was four of us. And uh, we didn't really know about the business. We actually, when we recorded that song, we went to L.A. with the band that we were singing with. We weren't even, they said uh, they were going down to record some songs and we could come along if we wanted to. And if they had some time left over, we could record some of our stuff. And out of all the recording that went on that day, Diamonds and Pearls came out. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, so it was not supposed to be, I don't think. Well, obviously it was. Somebody smiled on you yeah. because you have gone on to star in um, one of my favorite films, Stir Crazy, uh, Roots, Hill Street Blues. I mean, the list goes on and on. Plus, the artistic director of the Negro Ensemble Company, which is the reason I became an actress. Is that right? Oh, God, yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So um, what are you most proud of in your career? Uh, the most, what am I most proud of? That's uh, that's not. It's too, I, I think that's a lot of, that's uh, a lot of different answers for that. I, I, if, uh, right off the top of my head, I would say the things I'm most, the thing that I'm most proud of is my luck. <laughs> <laughs> I was very lucky. Yeah. I was very lucky, mm -hmm. and that is what it is. I mean, I'm sure you have to have talent, but a lot of this this business, it's about luck. It's about mm -hmm. being at the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And one of the luckiest things that happened to me is that uh, uh, Oscar Brown Jr., mm -hmm. who was my mentor, one of my first mentors, Oscar Brown was, mm -hmm. and he brought me to New York uh, in a play called Big Time Buck White with Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. And I had been an actor for about nine months before that happened. Wow. <laughs> so that was luck. Uh -huh. It really was luck, you know, so... So I think I, I am most proud of that. Mm -hmm. I am most proud of my relationship with Oscar Brown. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So um, what advice would you give to um, someone who's sort of starting out today? You've seen the business change, and you're yeah. still in it. You're still in the throes of show business. So what advice would you give to somebody? I'd, I'd have to be very serious when I say this. My advice would be know yourself and know that you're serious. Mm -hmm. You have to be serious about this. This business, uh, I've seen so many people who want to be uh, in this business as an actress or an actor or 
whatever they want to be, but they don't put their heart into it. Mm -hmm. And this business insists that you put yourself into it, that you put your whole being into it. Mm -hmm. it, it is, that is what it's about. You cannot say, this is what I want to be, but in the meantime, I don't have time to pursue it because I have to pay my bills. And that sounds really, really bad, but it's true. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's, you have to just stick with it. Mm -hmm. And you have to worry about, <laughs> how can I pay my bills, but I still got to go and do this audition. Right, right. You know, and, and then you take, you take that feeling. Mm -hmm of you not being able to pay your bills into that audition with you. <laughs> yeah. And you use it. Uh-huh. You know, and that is the way I do. I used to run around with one of my best friends before he passed away was one of the greatest actors that I've ever met in the world. And his name was Adolf Caesar. Oh, yes. And he Absolutely. was my best friend for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And Adolf, when I came in, when I came to Negro Ensemble Company, I didn't know I, I couldn't act. <laughs> because it was a musical. It was mm -hmm. a musical play. Uh, mm -hmm. Joe Walker, who, in, who wrote The River Niger later on. But the first play I did at the Negro Ensemble Company after Big Time Buck White Clothes was a play called Ododo. Mm -hmm. And it was written by Joe Walker, Joseph Walker. Mm -hmm. he, he taught it, um, at Howard. Yeah, and mm -hmm. uh, he ran the Freedom Theater in, in, uh, in Philadelphia for a long time. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't run it, but he, he was associated with uh, with uh, the artistic director there mm -hmm. uh, for a long time. But Joe was out of uh, Philadelphia, I believe. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was a musical, and I remember I came in in the audition. I sang a I sang a, a Temptation song, <laughs> and uh, I got the job, and I was in a cast of maybe it must have been maybe. 16 actors and actresses, mm -hmm. and in that cast was Esther Roll, Roxy Roker, Adolph Caesar, uh, Francis Foster, Garrett Morris. Wow! Uh, I can't think of everybody, but then That's I had no crazy. idea who these people were, mm. but they were the people that taught me. All of a sudden, I was, I was working with people who were great, mm -hmm. who had went and trained at this stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what I realized that I wasn't an actor yet, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. And then the next play that they did after Ododo closed. In fact, Roxy Rocker played my wife in that. <laughs> the next play they oh, did after Oh, that's Lenny that, Kravitz's mother. <laughs> yeah, Lenny, yeah, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny, Lenny was a little kid running around. We used to carry him on our shoulder. Wow. <laughs> uh, the next play we did after mm -hmm. that, and Doug kept me on to mm -hmm. understudy in it, was a play called Dream on Monkey Mountain. Oh, yeah, I know that play. And Roscoe Lee Brown, uh, uh, Antonio Fargus. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. Uh, what was the, uh, the guy that played Superfly? Oh, I know you did. Ron O'Neill. Ron O'Neill, yeah. All those people were in it, and then I saw great acting, and that's when I realized I wanted to, I wanted to be that good. Mm -hmm. I didn't know at the time, because when Big Time Buck White closed, I mean, I was a pretty good singer. Mm -hmm. So I did get some calls. Lincoln Center would call me to audition for, like, Othello or something. <laughs> and I'd go up there, and I'd try, and then I'd hear this voice go, Thank you! <laughs> and that was the end of that. But then I used to run around with Adolf Caesar. I'll get the, what I'm getting, what the question you asked me about mm -hmm. being, uh, what would I advise, uh, my advice would be to 
somebody that's starting out in this business, or it would be the same to somebody who's been trying to be in this business for a while, not just starting out, is that be true to yourself and be honest about this business. Don't come into this business and I want to be a star. Try to be the best actor. Mm -hmm. The star will come along with that if mm -hmm. it happens, you know. But I think what you do is trust yourself. Mm -hmm. That's that would be my answer. My answer would be trust mm -hmm. yourself and 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 don't don't uh, don't play with it. You have to be serious. Mm. You have to be serious. That's great. So Charles, how can we support you? What do you have coming up next? And how can we follow you and so come out and see <laughs> it and all that good stuff? Uh, my next uh, adventure is a. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I think it's relatively new uh -huh. because it's going to be black people coming from space. <laughs> <laughs> That's new. <laughs> and it's going to be black women who are coming back from the 25th century, back to the 21st century, to help this young black woman make the right choices. They can't influence her. No, they can influence her, but they can't, they, although they have the power to change her, they can't do it that way. They have to, they have to show her the way and let her decide on her, by herself. Mm. Uh, and it's called Futurology. <laughs> and it, it will go up in April at the St. Clemens Theater on, I think it's 46th Street. That and sounds it'll, great. And run through April. So it's Futurology the Musical. So we got to check that out. That's futurologythemusical.com, I take yeah, it? Yeah. Yes, and it's right here in New York City. And, yeah. and Mr. Charles Weldon will be directing, right? Yes. And uh, producing as well, or just yeah. Know. Well, I'm in association with that's uh -huh. what uh, small off-Broadway theater companies like mm -hmm. the NEC. Yeah, we almost always have to with the, with the amount of money you have to put into uh, putting up a production. It has it has twelve people in mm -hmm. the cast. Oh, big cast. <coughs> with the amount of money mm -hmm. you have to put in, you have to like do it with other theater companies. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to to uh, have a lady by the name of Linda Hawkins mm -hmm. uh, to come aboard and she formed a company called Paper to Pen and I'm doing it, doing it with Paper to Pen in association with the Negro Ensemble Company. Well, we will be out there supporting that show so everybody will go see that and um, continue to look out for you. How, how many years have you been in the business? Uh, started uh, as an actor. As a, in the business, I mean, I started singing when I was like in high school. Wow! You know, when at my graduation, uh, I was I was the entertaining part <laughs> of the graduation at the party. We sang, of course, we sang at the park. We sang all over the place. You wow! Know? Yeah, you know, Dick Clark, all the shows, uh -huh. the Apollo, wow. uh, the Regal. The Uptown, we were like <laughs> running around. We, I toured with James Brown for three months, one-nighters. <laughs> we toured the little southern clubs. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and at that time, I was from California, but at that time we toured the south and and it was segregated. Mm. I, I had never experienced that before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all the white people would be upstairs and the black people would be downstairs jamming. Wow. And white people be upstairs looking down. That's you know. basically like what we saw in Ray the movie. 
Yeah, kind of. It was yeah. the same kind of thing. It was around the same time. It was yeah. in the sixties. Yeah, bus and truck, right? Yeah, bus. Yeah, so. we we had we had our own car. That's about all we got out of Diamonds and Pearls was <laughs> a station, a Chevy station wagon, <laughs> and some and some and some seersucker suits. <laughs> we called them riot suits, you know, like on the Watts riots or something. <laughs> well, you know, you've 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 kept that show business dapperness. That he still has that ch show business charm. I've been in this business, uh, so that means I've been doing this a lot of a lot of years. I've been an actor uh, since 1968. Mm -hmm. when I was I, on my whole uh, life. No, 1968, 69, mm -hmm. I think, something like that. Yeah. When I auditioned for Oscar Brown Jr. and I uh, got the part in uh, Big Time Buck White. This is before Ali got involved. Mm -hmm. And when they took Muhammad Ali's belt, they took his championship when he wouldn't go to Vietnam. I guess uh, Oscar talked him into starring in it. And since Ali was starring in it, they brought it to Broadway. Wow. And I was the only one from that cast. No, 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 no. I was, ended up being um, myself and Ted, Ted Ross. Uh-huh. Ted sure. Ross. Who the, lion. the Lion. He was the Lion and the in The Wiz. That's one of the first shows I ever yeah. saw. Me and Ted Ross were the only ones that came with that company. Although Ted Lange was in the company. Oh, yeah? But some kind of way, was, Ted ended up not coming. I don't think he had a very good relationship with Gene. <laughs> so do you look at that? I mean, for me, of course, because that's when that's the heyday of black theater to me, mm -hmm. you know, when it seemed like there were so many writers and the plays were so important. Do you yeah. look at it like that? Or do it you was see it like, like that, that now? No, it okay. was like that. Uh -huh. It was like that. And, you know, uh, our, our reasoning at the time was that they wanted the black people to have something to do other than riot. <laughs> <laughs> so let's give them some money and let them start some theaters and so they keep them busy. So I don't know. That, I mean, that was our joke at the time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know uh, at the time funding was 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 not abundant necessarily, but it was very uh, it was spread out. Funding for black theater was was pretty good at the back in the day. And then when they passed some law and the Congress got involved and said that the, the regional white theaters could not get any a money unless they opened up and let black people be a, come in. And, and, and so they did. Mm -hmm. But they would, what they would do is do, uh, get one black person to come and do, be in the play. Right. Or either they'd do one black play in yeah. February. So it was, for a long time, it was like, if you're not working in February, <laughs> you, you must know, really go get bad. another job. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Charles, thank you so much for sharing no your, your story with us. Um, I'm going to post it, and I'm sure people will appreciate it. Thank no you. No doubt. Okay, Yay. thank you, Roger. Oh, I really appreciate it. Yes. Man, you were back in the day. Uh -huh.